This is Story Quest. Brand new stories you'll want to hear again and again. All was not very well in Heavy Brook Wilds, a thick forest which covered the eastern peninsula of the Thornwallow lands. Animals of all sorts lived in the woods and, generally speaking, got along fairly well. I mean, of course, they were wild animals, not tame animals, and so don't go thinking that they held tea parties wearing pinnies or anything like that. The smaller animals were rightfully cautious around the bigger ones and kept their distance, which is increasingly difficult because the wood was becoming a very crowded place. And that's where our story starts. After a harsh winter where heavy snows had coated the nearby beholding mountains, there had been a terrible landslide. But the landslide itself wasn't the problem. The earth does tend to shift its shape over the centuries, and far from being a disaster, it actually revealed something rather magnificent. A waterfall, which had been hidden under the rock, sprung forth, filling the shallow brooklets that ran through the forest with icy fresh water. The water brought new life to the forest. Fish and frogs and wildfowl from both inland and the coast flew into swim and bask and bathe. All of these new creatures caused those already living there to increase in numbers. So plentiful were the fish on which to feast. So as I said, the forest was now becoming a very crowded place indeed, and one animal in particular was not happy about this at all. Scowl was an owl. And actually, despite his name, he wasn't usually prone to fits of grumpiness, but he was peevish. Unlike a lot of animals, he was nocturnal. Do you know what that means? It means an animal who is awake during the night and sleeps during the day. If you have any teenage brothers or sisters, you might recognise this behaviour. I think humans can be nocturnal too sometimes. The hustle and bustle of the newly crowded forest during the day was keeping Scowl awake when he should have been asleep, causing him to be too tired to carry out his very important hooting duties when dusk came. And those hoots weren't going to hoot themselves now, were they? He called a meeting of the Forest Council, where all the animals met, in peace, and he stated his complaint. It's all right for you lot. You can sleep in the dark of the night when all is quiet. I have to sleep during the day. It's far, far too noisy for that. I'm shattered. What about the dormice? They're out and about at night like you and sleep during the day, but you don't hear them complaining. This was from the chief of the council, a magpie called Spage. Scowl sighed wearily. But they have burrows deep underground. They don't hear the racket I do. See how well they'd sleep if they had to make their beds at the top of a tree. Foxes put up with it, Scowl, said Hunter the Fox. You're not the only one out and about at night. And are you sleeping in a tree? Hmm. Scowl said pointedly as he fluffed his feathers in annoyance. Hunter, the fox, looked a bit sheepish. It was true that he and his family, like the Dormice, had a cosy burrow and this was especially luxurious under the biggest oak tree in the forest. The council murmured, but the animals just couldn't see a way to solve the problem. Over the days that followed, they came up with all sorts of suggestions. The blackbirds bought clumps of damp moss for Scowl to use as earplugs, 
But owls' ears are very flat on the side of their heads, and so they just wouldn't stay put. The squirrels suggested that he move to the side of the babbling brook near the base of the waterfall. It's so relaxing to hear the swooshing water, they said, and the noise might cover the daylight sounds. This might have worked, but unfortunately word had got around about how lush and plentiful the forest now was, and a flock of geese had decided not to bother emigrating to the warm southern shores, but instead would rather spend their holidays splashing and honking and honking and honking and honking and splashing in the waterfall's cascade. It was hopeless. Scal thought he'd just have to lump it and never get a good day's sleep again, until Spage, the magpie leader of the Forest Council, fluttered onto a branch near his nest in the early dawn light. Come with me, he squawked. Scal was a bit flustered. After all, he was settling down for another rubbish day's sleep, but he was curious to see what the old bird had in mind. In fact, it wasn't just Spage who had came to his nest. All the forest animals had gathered at the base of the tree and were urging him to follow. Scowl flew over the scampering animals, tracing their path as they made their way to a quiet corner of the forest. Well, a quieter corner. They called him to fly to the ground, which, a little puzzled, he did. And what should he see but a burrow? A very deep one by the look of it beautifully carved into the soft earth and lined with feathers and moss and leaves. He didn't know quite what to make of it all. It's for you, said Spage, the magpie. We got the foxes on the job and badgers on the job and they made it as comfortable as one of their own. A burrow for an owl? I couldn't possibly sleep in a burrow. What would the other owls say? Well, there aren't any other owls left, are there? They all left once it got noisy down here. Don't you remember? That's why you had to take on all the hooting duties. Actually, that's a point. Why didn't you go with them? They landed me in it, right? There was no one left to hoot, and... This is my home. I don't want to move away. Hunter the fox nosed to the front. But don't you see? You don't have to. And did you know that there are actually burrowing owls in the great wide world? It's totally a thing in some parts, so you don't have to feel like you're breaking any rules. Scowl did not know this, but something about the inviting deep dark of the burrow made him happy to believe it. It was worth a try, at least. Yawning, (sighs) he nodded and thanked the animals and said if they didn't mind, he might try it out right away. There was a happy murmur from the crowds, and they trotted, flapped, and scampered back into the woods. And so it was. Scowl nestled into the warm burrow deep under the ground and had the best day's sleep he had had in weeks. He awoke as dusk fell, and emerging into the forest, happily rested, stretched his wings, and felt more energetic than a fledgling as he soared through the sky to hunt and swoop, and most importantly... Hoot. The burrow became his home, and the animals could continue to live peacefully together. Well, as peacefully as wild animals can. And that's the end of the story. If you were an animal, where would you make your bed? A nest, maybe? Or out in the open to cool in the night air? Or on the soft moss, listening to the wind in the trees and the waterfalls? That sounds rather nice, actually. I think I might quite like that. Or perhaps like the foxes and badgers and dormice, and at least... One owl, perhaps you'd prefer a burrow.
Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. If you like that story, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. All right. Um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of like um, kind of furry. You know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March, and ever since the leaves have started to come out, Ruby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't, and also like how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves. To find out, join us on the conversations, Curious Kids, wherever you get your podcasts.